is time for Around the 412 with Smitty and Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of Around the 412, third episode of the week, and you know what that means? It is baseball season, or at least it's almost baseball season, and the Pirates have reported the spring training. It's baseball season. So it, it's it's officially baseball season. This is the Around the 412. You can follow us at all of our socials at Around the 412, and whether you're listening on a listening platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening on, or you're watching us over on YouTube, go check out the description. We've got links to everything custom design. It's our friend Haley Wagner's small business. She can do customized clothing for you. She can You can get Around the 412 exclusive merch, or you can get some St. Patrick's Day. She does a lot of holiday stuff, so she was advertising some St. Patrick's Day stuff on her Facebook. Got the link to that Facebook account right down in the description, so go check that out. She sponsors the show. Also, just shout out to Keeks Barbershop. He's always in this top corner right here. Oh, yeah. Watching over on YouTube. I feel like we don't yeah, give him enough her. love sometimes, uh, but he's always there. He's always watching you guys, too. So Keeks Barbershop, go check him out. I don't know his new address, but he is in Bridgewater. Uh, bad sponsorship uh, on my part. Bad, <laughs> bad, 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 bad ad read. Uh, but but Keeks <laughs> go check it out. Uh, this is the Pirates uh, show, third show of the week. And like we just said, baseball's back. So – as, as much as we uh, like to complain about baseball and complain about mm-hmm. having to talk about baseball, um, yeah. it's, it's there's 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 I'm always excited a, about it right now. There's, there's excitement in the air every spring training, every opening day, mm-hmm. every start to the season. We'll see how it goes past that. But as of right now, there's excitement around baseball from us. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to talk about what we're most excited for uh, this spring training. And did they do enough? Uh, in the off season to make us excited for longer than we typically are. Uh, it's different for the two of us, but like typically, I don't know, September ish. I'm just like, Oh man, is this over yet? Like depending on the year, it might be August. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I think that there's definitely a sense of anticipation this year. Um, you know, with, with getting the extension done with Mitch prior to, um, I think that that was, you know, another step in the right direction for sure. Also, can we just talk about that real quick? Five years, 77 million. I mean, in my opinion, significantly less than what he could have gotten on the free agent market. And, and that's what he wanted. I mean, cap tip to him. I, I love that he got something done with the organization. Uh, love Mitch Keller, put it all together last year. I think the ERA, even by the way that it looked at the end of the season was probably a little bit misleading. The fact that it ended up being over four, but over 200 innings pitched well over 200 K's last year. I think he's going to be even better this year. Uh, and what a story, like talk about, like, do you remember the conversations that we used to have on this very podcast about Mitch Keller to now seeing him sign a five-year extension with his team? I mean, you would not have been able to convince me a couple years ago that this was going to be in the realm of possibility to see him turn into this pitcher and to see him sign a five-year extension with the team. No, I mean, we were, we were still doing this with uh, with Herb and talking about the Pirates with him. We were talking about how Mitch Keller is like becoming the the wash prospect that isn't going mm-hmm. to be figuring it out at the MLB level. He's yeah. really turned that around. Over 200 strikeouts last year, clear number mm-hmm. one on the team, and this deal is awesome to me. And you you just you just nailed it on the head. He could have got way more on the, on the open market, but the fact that um, they were able to commit some money to him and 
what is a quote-unquote five-year extension is really like a three-year extension because they're buying out two of the arb years Mm -hmm. but you know the fact that they're able to commit to him like that shows that despite all of our grievances that we like to air around the pirates in this organization is that they are still committed to some of these players um when, when they should be and some of the players that they they have been committed to are some of the guys that have needed it and what and deserved it the most like we saw the cabrian hayes extension a couple years ago and then we saw the brian reynolds extension and now we see mitch keller O'Neill cruz is obviously going to be next we'll see what he looks like from injury but the, the fact that they're committing to these guys is a step in the right direction, um, not just for this team in 2024, but how the Pirates organization should be viewing players and how they should be operating this team moving forward. I, I think that that's, that's a great extension. Um, and it, it it makes me excited for uh, t- to see how this organization is going to continue to, to like add on to what they've been doing. Um, in, in terms of like the contracts they're getting out because three of their last, th- like three of their biggest a- or a- AAV, like the earns average annual contract or value, whatever it, is, it stands for. Um, the biggest spending per year has been in the past couple of years. You get the Brian Reynolds deal or all Chapman this off season with a 10 and a half million. Mm, yeah. uh, and then Mitch Keller deal. Like, that's like three of the biggest, uh, per season contracts that they've had and yeah. uh, money changes and inflation, you know, but yeah. <laughs> I think, well, I thought you were going to mention when you said about three contracts that you were just going to say, okay, so we still need and want them to spend more within like outside free agency, but we've seen them with take care of guys in house. T Brian Hayes, even going back further than Brian Reynolds, then Brian Reynolds, now Mitch Keller, bodes well for them taking care of O'Neill Cruz, I would think, at some mm-hmm. point here. Uh, the one that I'm curious about, though, is Bednar, just because of, you know, the position he plays, right? Like, it's a tough it's a tough conversation. As a relief pitcher, uh, do you just, like, juice whatever you have out of him? Or is it kind of the timeline being perfect I mean, with their competitive window lining up? With I, I think it... it if if their competitive window isn't lining up, then you trade them. But if you get into uh, a scenario where the competitive window is open, you could see what happened with Mark Melanson. His 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 extension came because the team was competitive. But if they're not competitive, I I think that there's bigger value in that than for trading him than than not. Um, because what yeah. what what use is a pitcher like that on a bad team? Sure. Yeah. The uses as a trade chip to yeah, replenish yeah. the other parts of the team. Um, but yeah, I think that would be interesting. So, okay, let's go to the things that we're most excited about. And maybe we've already kind of covered them. I, healthy O'Neill Cruz, right, is is got to be near at the top of the list uh, for both of us. Uh, I would say going into last year, you know, that was probably the biggest reason that we were so excited. The Pirates is we thought we were getting a full year of O'Neill Cruz. Gets hurt 20 games into the season. There goes that. So now it's this year got moved back a year that we're hopefully getting to see a healthy O'Neill Cruz full season of mm-hmm. him at short. So uh, that's at the top of the list for me. What's at the top of your list? Now, is this is this like flat out most excited about or most intrigued about? Hmm. Because however you want to take the question. So because to yeah. me, 
I feel like the most exciting thing is having O'Neill Cruz back. So I don't want to piggyback just yeah. off of what you said. So I'll flip it to what I'm the most intrigued about. And to me, that immediately goes to starting pitching. I, I want to see sure. yeah. behind Mitch Keller and the, that contract that he had, what is the starting pitching rotation going to look like? How are the, some of these guys going to perform? Because we talked about it all, well, all what two or three episodes this offseason of, of, of the Pirates show that we are not confident whatsoever in what they have behind Mitch Keller as far as a, as a rotation goes, especially with Oviedo um, being out for the season. And so when it comes to guys like Quinn Priester or Ronzi Contreras in this this preseason, I want to see – like we saw a huge step back from Ronzi Contreras from the year prior, and then we saw mm-hmm. basically a a meltdown of a – opening performance and then a, a first season at the MLB level from Quinn Priester. Those two guys, I want to see how they could bounce back. And then guys like Marco Gonzalez, Martin Perez, um, Bailey Falter. These are guys that are kind of question marks that they're kind of just being, we already know they're going to be in the rotation because we need arms, but how are they actually going to perform and deserve to be in that rotational spot? Um, that's the most intriguing thing to me because I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like this is the weakest spot, clear cut, cold. Like that is the weakest spot of the team right now, and mm-hmm. it's it's opposite of what I think is the strength of the team, and that's the the bullpen. Um, but yeah. your rotation, you're really hoping that some of these guys can at least give you five innings. That's what that's what your daily hope is going to be. Outside of Mitch Keller, I feel like unless till proven otherwise, because we don't have a lot of confidence in these guys. Let's bring John's question into this then, because he said between Rowanzi, Ortiz, and Priester, do you think uh, who do you think will have the biggest impact this season? Uh, I, so honestly, I'm I'm putting Priester to the side here because I think it's between the other two. Uh, as much as I hate to do that, you know, Quinn Priester been on the show before. I just I don't see it. I don't see it as an MLB pitcher, at least as a regular part of the rotation. Um, I just don't see the the pitch makeup. I don't see the velocity. Uh, speaking of velocity. Very good sign that we see Rowanzi and Ortiz back to back days have an uptick there and back to you know the the mid to high 90s stuff. Um, that's got to continue. That's why, like, I'm, I'm looking at that more than the results. Uh, in spring training, that's what you should be doing. Uh, I'm gonna say Ortiz. I think Ortiz is going to be the one out of these three. If I had to pick one that's going to separate from the other two, uh, I'm leaning him. I want to lean with you that way. Part of me is because I I'm very cautious about what we saw from Rowanzi in the the basically diminishing play that we saw from him from the hopeful that we saw in 2022 one I don't know I don't remember what we saw two. or two, two I don't know these seasons mm-hmm. blur together you know what I'm talking about um, but the hopeful and the, and the good signs that we saw in 22 were completely diminished away in 23 and that's why i i think that luis ortiz is probably the guy as well to to expect to take a step and be get the most out of quinn priester i'm with you literally saw nothing at the mlb level that maybe made me confident that he could could be a rotational pitcher right now the velocity is not there i think he needs to develop another pitch which he's not. Well, that's do the thing. It's level. like with the other two, the reason you're having an argument between the other two is because you've seen like higher end flashes. If Quinn would have showed anything like that, I think he'd be part of the discussion, but he didn't. 
Like, so maybe he will be the guy, but that is why I am not having him as part of this conversation is because I've at least seen the other two guys show something at the MLB level already. Yeah, I agree with that. So uh, Eileen Ortiz, if it was Rowanzi, hey, both of them, because it's not like Bailey Falters going into any game and everybody's like, oh, my God, we got to face Bailey Falter today. We got to scrape two hit two hits together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, so we'll see. I mean, this we know this team needs pitching. That brings me into the other thing that I wanted to ask you about. Did they do enough in your mind this offseason to be competitive in the NL Central? my my gut answer immediately when you asked that was no and i i think it's because i think they needed to get another starting arm at least one more yeah at least one more you you addressed your bullpen more you added aroldis chapman that's great you even addressed first base with telez you you you've got a a guy although i don't love that i mean yeah i don't love it but you at least address Mm -hmm. that position because they don't have a clear first baseman at least MLB ready in the organization that they were counting on. Um, yeah. And then Edward Oliveres, I thought good addition for the outfield somewhere. Like even if it's the fourth, yes, Monty yeah. Grandall, I think decent. Yeah. They, to bring in. I, I think that's okay. But starting pitcher is the one where they didn't really do a whole lot to make me confident. And with how competitive um, you want to be and, and how competitive you need to be, you need a good rotation. And right now, we're only confident in one guy and the rest of the guys were unsure of how they're going to perform. So you're, you're really saying I'm, I I have confidence in Martin Perez being good, like for what he is. And I don't have an issue with Marco Gonzalez either, although you're kind of expecting him to bounce back. My issue isn't with the additions of those guys. It's not doing more on top of them. Like I'm still fine if you're going to sign those guys, but it's, (laughs) but you're you're not bringing anybody else in that. That's the problem. And so you, you know, that at least one of your five rotational starts, you're going to have a great, a great start, or at least you're expecting to. Then one or two more, you're expecting to have okay starts, and then you're 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 pitching four and five right now. Is you're expecting it to just hope to get to the bullpen within a a a stretch of winning this game? Because I I don't have confidence in any of our. our Curious our to see how many bullpen games right we have this year. I I I feel like it's going to be a lot. Um, just because I, I feel like the bullpen has arms to to be able to stretch out the game more than than our rotation guys do. I think I feel like yeah. I'm more confident in some of our bullpen's arms if they have to come in in like the fourth inning than I am are some of these guys getting to like the fifth or sixth inning. Mm-hmm. Well, so when I asked about being excited for like we'll have a conversation before the season actually starts too about like the bigger picture outlook for the entire season, but like specifically for spring training, something else I'm really excited about is the second base battle. I mean, you got four guys there that they're getting a look at to see between Jared Triolo, G1 Bay, Leo Verpiguero and Nick Gonzalez, uh, at least on the surface, like as we're sitting here right now, how do you think that that plays out? Um, I want it to be Paguero. Uh, I do too. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, I I think that the, he probably has the highest ceiling at the position. If I if I'm being completely honest on what I think will probably happen, I think that they'll probably end up starting starting out Nick Gonzalez there, um, and then and then rotate those guys. But I think Paguero should win the position. 
Um, I think that he's he he's your highest ceiling player at that position, not just in the field, but offensively as well. I feel like um, I feel pretty good about it as we sit here right now because he got the first start there. Like of the yeah. regular starters. So like him and Gonzalez were both in the lineup <laughs> and Gonzalez was the DH. Yeah. So they overstarted a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if Triolo continues to hit the way that he did, a lot of people think it was like a mirage because he wasn't hitting like gap to gap. There was no extra base hits, just slapping a lot of singles. Is it sustainable? Then he goes out and has two hit two doubles in his spring debut. G1 Bay is the one I'm not giving much of a shot here to out of the four. Uh, if I was ranking them, I would say Piguero, Gonzalez, Triolo, Bay. I would as well. I Jihuan Bay is is just one of those guys that is going to be really depth pieces. I yeah. I don't think I don't that he should. he's on the roster. I think the other three should probably be on the roster. I don't if Jihuan yeah. Bay doesn't make the team, I don't care. I don't either. I, I I think that he he would be a depth piece on your 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 bench that may get into a game. I don't really think he's going to be starting at really any position this season. Um, the other question that we had here was what's the ceiling for the pirates and what do you think their record will be? Um, I, I listen, I, we're talking so poorly about the back end of the rotation. I really like this team on like their lineup though. Like, I think that they could be fun to watch this year, especially like, I know we don't want to talk about, okay, I guess we have to talk about it now because of things that could click. Right. But if key Brian, key Brian, the last, like two months of the season was at an MVP pace at the plate too. Like not just the defense. He was on pace for a seven more season based off what he did uh, from the middle of July, basically the all-star break on. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the big question to me, and I think like giving you an early prediction of who my X factor of this team is Jack Sawinski. Like if he has, if the contact numbers get anywhere close to the power numbers, I mean, th- he could be potentially be better than Brian Reynolds next season. Like, if he finds a way to be just a little bit more consistent against lefties, uh, you know, and away from PNC Park, because if he was only playing against righties at PNC Park, he's probably one of the best players in the league. But, you know, you got to find cons- some consistency <laughs> outside of that. Plays really good defense in center, too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if those things happen, I think that they can compete for the Central, specifically because of how bad the Central is. So, I think the ceiling is them making the playoffs. Uh, my prediction for them, I think I've already put this out there, at least in a conversation, so I don't know how many people would have seen it. But my prediction was 80 and 82, unfortunately missing 500 by a game this year. Okay, so we're improving upon last season. I think they could yeah. be a good team as well. Uh, and actually, what's funny is on TikTok, I actually saw, I have no idea who it was. I think it might have been John Boy, actually, like the podcast for, for John Boy. I, I know exactly talking, the clip you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, they're talking about the Pirates. Like the 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 team itself might not be good, but the lineup is, is at least intriguing. Um, like night in and night out, I think they'll they'll be a a decent offensive team, and I think their rotate or their their bullpen is going to be good whenever you get to that part of the game. It's yeah. it's starting pitching. Well, you mentioned it's, you it's mentioned Rowdy Telez too. Like, imagine if he has a year like he did a couple years ago in Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that this team could be pretty good. I th- for me, the ceiling would be probably with you, like making the postseason, I think would be the ceiling. Um, yeah. And I, I would expect it to be a wild card. I'm not going to say that they're going to win the division um, just yet. 
But I, I, I think that See, that's interesting because I think the path to the playoffs is probably going to be easier through the division than the wild card. It probably would be. I just I don't know if even despite how bad the NL Central can be, I don't know if I'm ready to say they're, they're going to get over the hump and win a division okay. yet. Because even right. even whenever they were competitive 10 years ago, they weren't winning divisions. Yeah. So well, see, that's the thing. I'm not I'm not predicting them to do so. I just think. Yeah. That their ceiling, if they're going to make it, the it could be possible. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be through the division because if I'm looking at the wild cards, you got to think like, okay, the, the NL West is going to occupy. You got the Diamondbacks off the year that they just had, probably only getting better. They went out and got a really good pitcher. Um, and then the Dodgers are there, obviously, as well. So, like, you know that they're getting at least a couple. Uh, the East, you got the Braves, you got the Phillies. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like the path is easier through the Central than it is to get a wild card. Yeah. No, I, I I could agree with that, but I I do think there's potential. Um, like if if everybody hits their ceiling on this team, there's potential mm-hmm. that this team could be really good. Uh, how random would it be if this if this team specifically made the playoffs? Because we're not even like talking like that right now. Like for if they go on a run and make the playoffs this year, I'm not gonna say it's a year too early because like we we thought that 2024 should have been the year a couple years ago. But when you look at the way that it, like the rotation looks right now, for example, and like not really having the hype coming into the season, it just feels like it'd be super random for them to then make the playoffs. It, w- it would be really random. I, I yes. think that if the Pirates made the playoffs this season, then oh boy, the expectation for the what they would do in the off season for, before twenty twenty five. Yeah, you'd have to add an like, arm then, right? It would be okay. like you guys had to have learned your lesson from the, your last playoff run. Like you can't do this. Like you gotta, you gotta add. Yeah, I, I I think that if they made the playoffs this season, then a lot of things that we're talking about concern wise with the rotation had to have gone right. I mean, they they just had yeah. to. Cause I don't I don't think that you're gonna be able to ride your bullpen to the postseason. You're you're gonna yeah. have to at least have some guys giving quality starts. Mitch was even better than last year. Martin Perez was still solid. Marco Gonzalez bounced back in at least one of Rowanzi, Priester, and Ortiz was legit. Yeah. I mean, and who maybe, knows? I mean, if they're in a position, case. if they're in a position come July, about to, yeah. they, they, they could trade for another arm and, yeah, and improve that rotation saying. that way. Maybe not even. And in knowing that, I mean, we've seen them go for rentals in the past, but maybe it's even like a controllable arm that we're talking about as being a part of the the future as well not just for the rest of 2024 so i don't know a lot of intrigue i think surrounding this club definitely though like going back to the root of the conversation wish they would have done at least one more thing with the rotation yeah i I think they did a lot of right around yeah you know i really want to know what those conversations were like with the marlins because they had they just had a pitcher, uh, Braxton Garrett, get hurt like early in spring training when pitchers and catchers showed up before we even started playing games. And I wonder if that maybe changed their mind about trading Edward Cabrera. Like, were they in the Pirates close, but felt like they couldn't pull the trigger because of that? Seems Braxton. He's an athlete and he got hurt. Oh, color me shocked. If you know, you know. <laughs> It's a pirate uh, show, right. so unless you don't understand how Ohio State college football, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, my mind went there first, 
Braxton Miller, but then I was like Braxton Berrios. We have a Braxton Ashcraft in the Pirate system. I don't know. Did Braxton Berrios ever get hurt? I mean, I'm sure he plays. At, Does he play enough to get so hurt? Uh, <laughs> he has this year because of all the injuries for the Dolphins. Anyway, anything else related to the Pirates? No, they're back. They're back. They are also, back. another guy that's so, healthy, Kutch. We get healthy, Kutch, too. So, yeah, I don't wanna, there we go. I feel like we forget We forget that he's back. We forget. It's I, just I, like, yeah, it, he's it, just there. It, he's just there. It's not as big of a deal. Obviously, I, I think a healthy Kutch isn't necessarily as big of a deal as like a healthy O'Neill Cruz, but still noteworthy. Mm-hmm. He's healthy and he's back. There's a Kutch bobblehead this year on uh, June 22nd that I'm very excited for. So, just throwing that out there. Definitely excited to get to the ballpark regardless. I always am, regardless of how good or bad the team is. Excited to be at PNC Park. Um, but yeah, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell down below as well. Hit us in the comments with any questions for yeah, going forward as well. You guys will see three episodes per week again on a regular basis with the pirates oh. being back. So yeah, get used to that. <laughs> get used to seeing our faces or hearing our voices uh three times a week for the rest of from now until hmm, at least October. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe in the dog days of summer, we might not have a penguin show here or there, but mm, that's true. That's true. But, but we I, actually but enjoy talking about that. You'll, you'll probably have it. You'll probably have at least penguin shows from now until, I don't know, yeah. July. Yeah. Uh, leave us a five-star review. If you're listening somewhere like Apple, Spotify, wherever your podcast from in the description of the show, wherever you're watching or listening, everything custom designs, our friend Haley Wagner, small business, she's had around the 412 designs, St. Patrick's Day stuff, Easter stuff, anything that you want. She can put on shirts, hoodies, etc. Just no hats. Uh, what? Oh, Kate's Barbershop? Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I want to give Christian a shot. You know, it was just his birthday. It was his birthday. Week. Come on. So I guess I should. Yeah, shout out to Kate's Barbershop located at 401 Berkwich Way. Berkwich Way? Is that Berkwich? I've never noticed that before. This whole time, this whole time, I thought it was Burkwich. It's Burkitch Way, Suite 2 in Beaver, PA. Shout out to Beaver, by the way, 15009. Uh, So, yeah, Christian Circle, our boy. That's his barbershop. He did change locations uh, within the – how long ago is that now? When he first started sponsoring us, he was not in this location. Like, we used to be in Rochester, but I don't remember how long ago was he moved. It's less than – it's not as long as I feel like we think it is. Yeah, probably not. Um, like only like but nonetheless, half maybe. If you are even in the general area, that is definitely where you should be going to get your haircut is Keats Barbershop. So look him up. He's on social media. Uh, go to his Facebook page. You'll see his cuts. Go to his Instagram. You'll see his cuts that he's put out there. Um, our boy Noah Strackbine used to go to him. I don't know if he still does. He used to drive all the way from Pittsburgh to get his haircut. So. Uh, that just goes to show you how good it is. Uh, for Tyler, for Smitty, this has been the Around the 412 Pirates show. We'll be back next week. Until then, see ya. Bye-bye.